0: It is Tuesday, and it's another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. There are three Royals pitchers that are working with this program in the offseason. I'm going to tell you how big that is. Secondly, the importance of the upcoming draft. The Royals simply cannot miss, and this is where the Royals need to add. That's all coming up next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J O H N Y J underscore 15. And catch all of these podcasting episodes or wherever you get your podcast. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and find us on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Really easy to do, really simple. That's not any extra work for you. But if you've already done so, well, thank you, of course, to subscribing to this YouTube channel, but send it to somebody who hasn't. You know, we're trying to grow this thing, and the only way we can do that is with you, the listener, you the follower. If you think this podcast needs a little bit better and or betterment in some areas, if they need to improve in, in this area, that area, let us know. You can comment on YouTube, you know, leave a review on, on the podcasting platforms. Anything helps with this podcast. It's so vitally important. That we get the feedback from you. I'm trying better uh, or trying a lot better to uh, try to get this thing off the ground a little bit more than where it's at. And I think we're going to get there. I think it's going to be a fun couple of months here. It's the offseason. It's kind of dull. It's dreary. The Royals aren't playing. Postseason baseball is fun. And hopefully one day we can see this team back in the postseason while I'm doing this podcast, maybe as early as next year. But I know that's more of a pipe dream at this point. But that doesn't mean We're not going to give you some good content, some intriguing content, fun content, and that's even with the Royals not playing. When they are playing, we hope that you're going to be locked in for all 162 games. If this is your first episode ever tuning in to Locked On Royals, of course, welcome in. And if you're wanting to know who I am, my background, well, I'm just a diehard Royals fan, as I'm sure you are. I work in sports. I'm up here in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've got a morning show on ESPN Kansas City. I've got a night show once a week on 810 WHB. So you want to check me out there, uh, just go to their social media website. Just go to their podcasting page. Very easy to find me and the shows that I have over there. But when you come here, you are going to hear about the Royals. You are going to have Royals talk. You're going to have Royals opinions. You're going to have interviews. And we hope that you stay here for the full 30 minutes because we got a lot to get into. That includes today, that includes tomorrow, that includes next month. Whenever you want to get the the thoughts and opinions on breaking news, you want to get game recaps, you want to get game previews, you want to get player breakdowns, you want to find out what a prospect is like, you want to hear from a former player, I'm going to have you covered here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But to begin today's show, I thought it was important that I spent some time going over this because it kind of became news to me at the end of last week. But now I'm starting to see a little bit more movement with it. And what I'm getting at here is three Royals pitchers are working with Tread, which I did a little bit of digging, trying my best to figure out, you know, what Tread is all about. We heard of driveline before. Anytime you heard a pitcher go to driveline, they were taking the analytical side of things, working on spin rate. Working on Rap Soto, stuff like all of that. You know, Rap Soda using data, equipment, all that type of stuff. You know, working on certain things to improve velocity, uh, working on spin rate, working on new pitches. And now with all this form of technology, it's easy uh, to find data, to to better players, to you know, increase everything uh, strength-wise, a uh, mobility and tread, as it turns out was actually where Cole Reagans worked out last year. And Cole Reagans, more than anybody in baseball, saw the biggest spike in velocity. And it's not like he went from starter to bullpen. He did the exact opposite. He went from bullpen to starter. And we saw the average velocity go from you know, 92, 93, to 96, 97, 98, at times, triple digits. Now we know two other Royals pitchers are working at Tread. That's Dylan Coleman and that's Colin Snyder. And this is a very important thing to hammer in here. And why it's important, those two other pitchers are there alongside Cole Reagan's. Now, probably not at the same time. I don't think they're always working with the same coaches, the same, you know, professors, as you could call them, because you're using all of that data. But those three guys are there and they are working there this offseason. And I'm gonna tell you why it's so important. Uh, for Reagans. He's sticking to the usual game plan here. I did this last year. I saw the results. I'm going to stick with it. That's important. You you got to stick to a regular routine that worked for me. I need to go back and make sure that's going to continue. I still have the same spin rate. My velo's good. I am coming off you know in my career two Tommy Johns. I want to make sure I never deal with another arm injury, a shoulder injury, elbow injury ever again. Maybe this is the way to that. Why it's important for the other two guys. His Dylan Coleman, to me, was an anomaly last year. Nobody knows, really, except for Dylan Coleman, maybe, why that velo was so down. I mean, you go to 2022, Dylan Coleman had the lowest ERA out of anybody in the bullpen. Walk numbers were high. No, the whip wasn't that great. It was around league average. But strikeout numbers were there. Velo was really good. I mean, he was sitting 97, 98, 99. And when he really got ramped up in front of a big crowd, you're talking 101, 102. And that's something you don't want to lose in your bullpen. And if Tread got Cole Reagans to boost his velocity, who's to say it doesn't work the same for Dylan Coleman? And I'll go one step further. Who's to say it doesn't work well for Colin Snyder? You know, Colin Snyder, to me, is such an interesting case. And again, I always call myself out when I say that. Interesting case. I say it probably 200 times an episode. But with Colin Snyder, I'm not ready to give up on it. You know, Colin Snyder, to me, has the repertoire, has the the arsenal here to be a really good fifth, sixth inning, seventh inning type of reliever. When you're a sinker ball pitcher, sinker slider, and the spin rate's high like it is for Colin Snyder, and the velocity's good. You know, I remember when he first got called up, you're talking 97, 98 mile an hour sinkers. If you can locate that, we've said this before in the podcast, it's unhittable. I mean, that truly, you can't hit a 97, 98-mile-an-hour sinker that's well-located. When you're all over the place, well, you're going to walk a lot of guys, and Colin Snyder did that a lot last year and the year before that. I mean, he really hasn't had that much success at the big league level, but with those two guys, we know Cole Reagan's spot is safe. Cole Reagan's is going to be a number one or number two in this rotation next year. Dylan Coleman and Colin Snyder do not have locked spots in the bullpen. They're going to be fighting for a bullpen spot, and the only way they can get back to the bullpen is that the velocity is there and the command is there. Of course, that's so important for a bullpen pitcher. You could throw a million miles an hour. If you can't locate it, you don't know where it's going, it's not valuable to your team. You know, Jake Brent's had a stint where in 2021, he was one of the more reliable bullpen guys. Didn't start well from 2022, got hurt, haven't seen him since. Josh Stalmont, kind of the same thing. Good in 2020, good early on in 2021. Tanked after that. Velo dipped, never was the same. If you can get that VLO back for Dylan Coleman, you can get that VLO back for Colin Snyder. Those are two guys that are going to be big-time pieces to your bullpen. And the other fear I think the Royals have, and they should have, because we've seen bullpen guys go elsewhere and succeed and succeed at a very high rate. No, Yolup High Amps, Royals just DFA'd for no reason last year, picked it up, found Milwaukee, or Milwaukee found him, and he became one of their best relievers this year. In the end, it didn't amount to much because Milwaukee didn't win a postseason game, but they won their division, and a lot of their bullpen success was on the back of pie Piams. The Royals are likely looking at guys they have right now and going, okay, who can we really part ways with and be fine with losing? You know, if you part ways with Jackson Coar, fine. He has the stuff, but clearly it hasn't really been put together. You know, uh, Tucker Davidson can part ways, you're fine. Taylor Hearn, part ways, you're fine. John Heasley, part ways, you're fine. To me, Dylan Coleman... And Colin Snyder are guys that if they go elsewhere, they go to Tampa, they go to New York, they go to the Dodgers, they go to the Giants, you know, they go to the Padres, they fix everything immediately. That's my fear. And I don't want to see Dylan Coleman go elsewhere pumping 100, 101, 102. I don't want to see any of that. I don't want to see Colin Snyder, you know, flinging in 98 mile an hour sinkers with a power slider for somebody else. I want to see that in Kansas City. And Tread, to me, want to give them a lot of credit. They did wonders for Cole Reagans. And I've been following along on their YouTube page. Uh, it's fascinating to watch these guys work out. They've got Zach Plezak there, who's a free agent, trying to work on a Kevin Gossman-type splitter. They're working with some guys over there. And three Royals are over there. And I think three guys that have tremendous upside. Only one of them has shown the last year that he's got the numbers to back it up. Coleman, Snyder, not so much. But really, this is going to be fun to follow because Dylan Coleman's working with the cutter. Uh, if Colin Snyder can fine-tune the slider, get the velo back up, you're talking about two very valuable and cheap relievers, and it's how you build a bullpen. You know, it's not going to be James MacArthur and John McMillan and nobody else. You're probably going to have Hernandez back. McMillan, MacArthur. sure, it'd be fine if Dylan Coleman and Colin Snyder found their spot. Then you add three more guys to the bullpen through free agency, there you go. There's maybe more of a reliable bullpen with power stuff. Going to be fun to follow, going to be fun to gauge once we get to February when pitchers and catchers report. But this is going to be a full offseason plan at Tread, I'm assuming, for Cole Reagans, Dylan Coleman, and Colin Snyder. Okay, the next thing we're going to dive into is the importance of the upcoming draft. We know the lottery system is kind of wacky, but let's say the Royals get the number one overall pick. Is this the biggest pick they're going to make in franchise history? I'll tell you next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuning to to Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J O H N Y J underscore 15. Before we go any further, let's get a shout out to one of today's title sponsors in Bird Dogs. It's getting a little bit colder here in Kansas City, which means. We need to make sure that we have comfortable clothing. We have comfortable sweatshirts. We've got comfortable hats, but more importantly, comfortable sweatpants. And I get my sweatpants from bird dogs. They're so comfortable, so easy to you know, slip on. You know, if it's summertime, springtime, fall time, you know, fall time right now in Kane City, dipping into the 40s and the 50s. But I have no other more comfortable pair of sweatpants than bird dogs also i love the hat that i've got from them the water bottle the shorts i wear around the house all the time if you are a, a sweaty person if you work outside a lot you go work out at the gym well bird dogs give you the most comfort you don't have the uncomfortable you know baggy shorts or maybe boxers that are uncomfortable briefs that are uncomfortable bird Dogs simplifies everything it's so comfortable they are so easy to slip on you really aren't going to want to take them off. Sometimes I've worn them to bed because they just feel like you know the most comfortable pair of shorts or sweatpants that I really have ever owned. You have to go out and get yourself a pair today. If you haven't, you're doing it wrong. If it's getting colder, these are the sweatpants you need to go out there and get. So here's what you need to do: go to birddogs.com/slash locked on MLB or under promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Who doesn't love free merchandise? Well, you can get that with bird dogs. That's BirdDogs.com slash mlb for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. They promise you. There's going to be a lot of talk going into May and June of next year of the Major League Baseball draft. We're going to find the lottery system at some point where the Royals are actually drafting. And you know what a waste a 106-loss season would be if they don't get the number one overall pick. And I'd be, I'm going to be completely candid about that. I don't want the second pick. I don't want the third pick. I don't want the fourth pick. I want the number one overall pick. I want Kansas City to have their pick of the litter. Uh, There is a lot of talent in this draft class, but I want it to be as simple as possible. I don't want there to have to be a change of plans. And yes, I will go as far to say the number one overall pick is not always as simple as it's made out to be. The second overall spot is always the easiest because... There's usually one to two guys, just the shoe-ins. They are the the number one or the number two pick. They pick the number one guy, you pick the number two guy. They take a, a leap of faith on the number two or number three prospect, you just take the number one. The second spot in the lottery is very easy to be in. But with this upcoming draft, I want the Royals to have their pick of anybody. I don't want them to get the second best prospect. I want them to take, one, the best player available. You don't really draft for positional need in Major League Baseball. And there's a lot of talented guys, college guys at that. So you're talking about, you know, somebody that could be in AAA by the end of the year. But this upcoming draft to me is slowly starting to creep into my mind as the most important in franchise history. Maybe I'm wrong, okay? If you disagree, let me know in the comments below on YouTube or just... Shoot it over to me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. It's so important because this is such a critical time of the rebuild. Okay, so you hit on Bobby Witt Jr. You have your superstar at shortstop. Uh, you are slowly building pieces with Cole Reagans, Vinny Pasquantino, Michael Garcia. Maybe you're a believer in MJ Melendez. And the rest of the guys are kind of up in the air at this point. Just don't really know what they can really bring you. And you know what? I'll throw MJ into that category. Some of you are going to throw Vinny into that category, but I'm just a bigger believer in Vinny Pasquantino than maybe the average fan or the average viewer. I would say this, though. This is so important because the Royals, to me, are two superstars away from really building a roster that's going to be worth a darn. You know, if you have a guy that can get to Kansas City by 2025 at a superstar level, then you're really talking about a roster That's going to do serious damage, which is why I want to go as far to say this is the most important pick. The Royals have had number one overall picks before, right? Uh, We remember the Luke Hochaver 1-1 pick. We remember a lot of top five picks. We remember the Bubba Starling pick. We remember the Asa Lacy pick not too long ago. We remember Bobby Wood Jr., of course. Uh, We remember Alex Gordon. We remember first round picks. Guys that stuck, guys that never made it, guys that you traded. We remember all of them. To me, though, for some of those lean years, the number one overall pick was important. But the Royals had been irrelevant for so long that it was just get somebody here who's worth watching. Maybe I don't speak for everybody. Maybe I'm, I'm the fan that's just looking at and going, well, you know, when I was growing up in and, and 2006, 7, 8, 9, they were just bad. When they had the number one overall pick, cool. Can't wait to see this guy. Can't wait to buy his jersey. But there was never enough around him. There was never enough around Luke Chaver. He didn't really overhaul the rotation. We remember Hoch as a great back-end reliever. But for now in Kansas City, when you've seen what Bobby Wood Jr. can do, can you imagine two Bobby Wood Juniors? Can you imagine if Cole Reagans really does become the ace? Can you imagine if Vinny Pasquantino and Michael Garcia lock down the corner spots, the hot spots, for the next three years? Now you're talking about a roster, as I said, that's worth a darn. I'm curious of everybody's thoughts here. If you believe this is the most important draft, but for as many failures as you've had, this may be your last chance to grab a 1-1. And in fact, I hope it's the last chance the Royals have a 1-1 pick. I don't like it when they're drafting 1-1 or 1-2 or 1-3. That means they had a pretty terrible year and it'd be so royal wouldn't it if you lose 106 games and you're picking 5th or 6th because of the dang lottery system. Now to me this is your chance to hopefully get lucky, get a 1-1 pick, at worst a 1-2 pick behind Oakland and you get another superstar in your system cuz as we know, farm system kind of in tough spot right now. They need legitimate talent. You're hoping the guys you just took You're hoping some of your Dominican Summer League guys, some Arizona Fall League guys can make the jump, can make the transition, and your farm system goes from 30th to 25th to 20th to 15th to top 10. You know what the Royals need more than anything right now? A top 100 guy. You have a 1-1 pick, it's going to be a top 100 guy. You just hope you get the guys the fastest riser and the next superstar in Kansas City. I believe... Maybe just because the way it's gone the last couple years, this is a monumental pick. I mean, the Bobby Wood Jr. pick was, at its time, maybe the most important in franchise history. Maybe you thought back then the Hoach pick was. Maybe the Gordo pick was. But this one's up there, man. I would maybe refrain. I'm trying to have a recency bias. I'd maybe refrain from the toughest pick or the most important pick to maybe top three. I'm going to take a cop-out answer there. But let me know your comments in the YouTube spot below, or you can let me know on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. The last thing I want to dive into is an area where the Royals have to add. No, it's not the starting rotation. No, it's not the bullpen. We've already covered that. I have a spot, though, where they really need to start adding, and I'm going to tell you about it next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuning to Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. And catch any of these episodes on wherever you get your podcasting platform. You know, that could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or on YouTube. Just be sure to hit the follow button and subscribe. Before we go, and before we wrap up this show, let's give a shout out to the other title sponsor today in FanDuel. you got a lot of sports going on right now. You've got NFL in full swing. You have college football in full swing. And more importantly here on Lockdown Royals, the MLB postseason is in full swing. So what you need to do is start going to FanDuel. America's number one sports book. It's fun to use. It's easy to use. It's addicting. And you know what's even crazier? People will lose money out there, and you'll still keep crawling back to FanDuel because it is fun to sports bet. Now, as I mentioned, you know postseason baseball is back. October baseball is back. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets. Who doesn't want that? I mean, $200 in bonus bets, that's guaranteed as well when you place your first $5 bets. All you have to do, a $5 bet and $200 in bonus bets. Just visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait till the end of the game for that W, Predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. You know, it's going to be a big talk this offseason of the rotation, the bullpen, adding player, players externally, trying to promote players within But there is one area of this team that I think needs to be addressed. And it's not going to be as simple as just saying, well, I love Nick Lofton. Well, I love Samad Taylor. I want to see Tyler Gentry in Kansas City. I think the Royals need to go out there and legitimately add a super utility guy. Just to begin the year. You know, Nick Lofton to me has a lot of upside and he may win a spot in spring training. There still is a chance Nick Lawson is his team's opening day, second baseman. They're just, there's a good chance at that. But I will say the Royals are going to get into the dog days. They're going to get into the summer where you don't always want to turn to somebody who has less than 400 at bats in his major league career. And you also don't want to lean on guys in August and September, like a Matt Beatty or a Matt Duffy and Matt Duffy you know, credit to him. He stuck around all year. You know, he spoke his mind at the end that he understood the fan base's frustration. You can't be positive about 100 plus loss season. So I'm not really going to come down on him too much. But I think the Royals need to legitimately go out there and add somebody that you can play every other day to give guys a breather and you still have a, a good punch in the lineup. You know, there's going to be days that MJ Melendez needs off. There's going to be days that Michael Garcia needs off and Bobby Wood Jr. And and this, to me, is a big reason why the 2021 Royals won, what was it, 74, 75 games, and the 2022 Royals won nine less games or 10 less games, and the 2023 Royals won 20 less games. There's a big reason to me, because they filled that roster with a lot of guys that could Play every day, but maybe they didn't play every day. They had the potential to. You know, I thought an underrated signing, and it didn't always work out, but I thought at the time it was a very good pickup. The Royals went out there and got Hanser Alberto, you know, who was let go by Baltimore. You know, he was a guy that never walked. Shocker. The Royals had interest, but he was somebody that had a high OBP clip. He hit for average and he was a good bench bat. And when Hanser Alberto went out there, you could trust him to take over third base for a couple of games. If somebody was banged up, you can rely on that. And I think it's not a bad area to add in. You can find somebody out there, whether that's through trade or free agency, to get a legitimate bat in the lineup, some legitimate help. That's going to be a big part of the Royals adding in the offseason. Don't just add somebody on a minor league deal that you know is not going to be effective in June or July. I want somebody in that lineup. That could take some at-bats from Michael Massey if he struggles. That could take some at-bats from Kyle Isbell if he struggles. Because we saw at the end of the year that when somebody was struggling and people were were calling for the head of Kyle Isbell, I mean, I was harping on Kyle Isbell. And then Alex over at Royals Farm Report gave some more advanced numbers and said, okay, I I can hear you out. He's so good defensively, just give us enough offensively. Michael Massey suffered a lot of criticism. But my rebuttal every single time was, well, who do you want to replace him with? You know, they're just there wasn't enough depth there. And if this team is going to win 80 to 85 games, your replacement can't be a rookie. Okay, you don't want to throw a rookie into that spot. It's why the Royals waited forever to call up Vinny Pasquantino. Remember, Carlos Santana was struggling mightily and... I know I was one of the people pounding the table, but everybody out there is going, why are they not calling up Vinny Pasquantino? Because you don't throw a rookie in the spot when somebody's struggling. They just put so much pressure on him. Now you think it's easy. Well, that guy's struggling. He can't be any worse. You want to bring a guy up when the offense is humming, when the offense is thriving, and you can put that guy in a lineup that's just hitting all the way around because hitting is contagious. I want to have somebody on the bench that can go out there and give you a very valuable second base. He can bounce around and play third or short or left or center. It's a small market. Uh, There's not many guys out there that can do that. I mean, Whit Merrifield comes to mind, but he's not coming back to Kansas City. He's going to stay in Toronto, of course. Um, You could always turn Nick Lofton into that guy, and I think maybe he has the inside chance of that. The Royals didn't want to spend money, but I'm just thinking that we haven't seen enough of Nick Lofton yet. I would like Nick Lofton – to be maybe an everyday player before he's just the super utility guy on the bench that you can plug and play. You know, if Nick Lofton is not the second baseman on opening day, maybe he starts the year in AAA and I've been a big Nick Lofton supporter, but I want to see him every day. I don't want to see him as a bench guy. I'd like to see a veteran be brought in that can sit the bench, would willingly sit the bench. And if you need to put him in, if he's a platoon guy, I mean, that's what they did with Hans Roberto is that he could hit lefties really well. I think he had a, a, over 400 batting average in the COVID year, just hitting lefties. That's not a bad outlet to turn to. Now with Matt Duffy, I think the Royals just wanted the veteran presence, could play everywhere, brought some stability. And I know a lot of people weren't that happy to see Matt Duffy in the lineup. But that can me is kind of the underrated spot on this team that needs to be addressed. You need to have a good bench. You can't just have a bunch of rookies on the benches and, and try to bring them in there and just think it's all going to work out, sunshine and rainbows and a beautiful scenario. It's not really the case. You need established guys. You need established role guys. And for some of these rookies, I want to see them. I want to see Gentry. I want to see Lofton back in there, even though he's not really that much of a rookie. He'll still have rookie status going into 2024. But I need a veteran in that spot. I need a guy that doesn't have an OBP south of 300. I need a good bat that can play every day if needed because there's going to come an injury. There's going to be the dog days of summer, and you need somebody with experience to step into that spot. Somebody that's shown before the big league level. I can fill this role perfectly. Not a let's just hope and see if this guy can. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore fifteen. That's at J O H N Y J underscore one five. Until tomorrow, you take it easy, Kansas City.